What's up? It's Justin Devonshire here from the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast, coming at you again with another quick audio drop. So, today we're going to talk about, uh, are you making things too complicated? Are you overwhelming yourself? So, overwhelm, I know, is a staple for a lot of fit pros, and there are aspects to that where it is a demanding job, there are a lot of parts of business to run, but... On the other hand, a lot of overwhelm is self-inflicted, which means it simply comes from not having a strategy in place, uh, not really having a plan of focus. And so rather than treating your business like a, a sniper, you're using more of the shotgun approach of just blasting things everywhere, hoping something will stick. And that's down to you not having formulated a plan of action or a long-term strategy. So if you're in that particular instance right now where you feel like you're doing loads of things every day and if you're like most fitness pros, you're posting videos on YouTube, you're trying to grow your Instagram followers, you're running Facebook ads, you're posting on Facebook every day, you're trying to grow a Facebook group, you're maybe contributing media articles to the paper, you're doing all this stuff. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. They're all fantastic techniques. They're all fantastic tools. But a tool is only limited in value to the overall strategy and and where you use it and how you use it. And so a lot of people, because they have no strategy, no real direction, they end up just overcompensating by deploying all the tools at once. So that's probably the situation you're in. So let's kind of rework that and let's help you build a long-term strategy because when you put a long-term strategy in place, the cool thing is it immediately reduces overwhelm because it also, a strategy and a vision gives you the right tactics to use by process of elimination. And what that means is rather than asking, should I do Facebook or Google ads? Should I post on Twitter or Instagram? Should I do 10 minute videos or five minute videos? Instead of these either or tactical questions, like which tool should I use? That is a highlight that you don't have a strategy in place. When you have a strategy in place, the strategy makes it more obvious which tool is best to be used. So you don't end up asking those questions anymore. Because if you ask me those questions, the answer is 99% of the time, it depends. The same way when your clients ask you tactical questions, and they say things like, can I eat bananas? Are avocados good for me? How many peanuts can I eat today? Uh, How much weight should I be lifting? Right? The answer is always, it depends. Because they're coming at it from a tactical perspective, because they have no uh, vision, no destination outcome, and they feel like they have no long-term strategy to get there. So, like you have to work with your clients on giving them a vision and a strategy to get there, a roadmap, let's say, then the roadmap makes it clear what tools and tactics are most likely to get you to the next level. And you can make more empowered decisions because the simple question isn't, is Facebook better than Google? The question then becomes, which one is going to get me closer to where I'm headed within the boundaries I've set myself 
faster and more effectively, Facebook or Google? Or more specifically, which one of these tools is gonna get me quicker quicker now? And then it becomes more of a, it becomes less about is it A or B? And your tactical thinking becomes more like which is first? Is it A followed by B? Is it Facebook ads now followed by Google later when when XYZ parameters are in place? And that's how you start thinking more long term. But again, it starts with a vision, first of all. We, we can't really go anywhere until we know what we're trying to achieve. So there are a ton of ways to think about what you want and what your goals are. But I would think of it not from a business perspective. I would, start, I would first of all think about a personal lifestyle perspective. Because the reason you started this business is to create some form of freedom lifestyle for yourself. No doubt, right? Otherwise, you just keep working in a gym. So before we even consider what the business has to do, because remember, a business goal is not actually your goal. In fact, most of the time, a business goal or a sales goal or an income goal isn't really the goal. And this is what confuses so many fit pros. In fact, the target revenue you want or the target number of clients you want or the target number of facilities you want is actually not the goal itself. Those numbers are actually your strategy to achieve a bigger goal. And the bigger goal for you is going to be, uh, well, I've whittled it down to three things, maybe four, right? You want, number one, you want a particular amount of personal income. That's not company revenue, that's personal income that you take from the business to live your life and put money into savings and to do what you want with for you and your family. Right, so the first thing you have to factor in is what personal income amount do I want? Your business might make 50,000 pounds a month, but that's not your personal income. Your personal income might only be 6,000 a month out of that. So before you look at business goals, we have to first look at your own personal goals. What level of personal income do you want in order to live the lifestyle you want and have enough money for the things you wanna do? And you wanna think about that first of all. Secondly, the next part of your, your ultimate goal is gonna be how much free time do you want? So I would think about this as, it's very simple, ask yourself how many hours a day would I ultimately like to work in or on my business? Because I'm sure you want something to do with your business, you wanna keep working on it because uh, you have passion towards it. The goal isn't to, is, isn't to completely abandon your business and go and live on an island somewhere. But there is a goal where you're gonna know how much maximum time you wanna spend on it and therefore how much time you have left to be with your family or to do your own personal things. So I would, I would you can test yourself like this. Ask yourself right now, would I be happy and fulfilled if I had to work 10 hours a day on average in my company? Probably not because you've done 10 hour days. Okay, would you be happy and filled working five hours a day and having the rest of the day free? Maybe, maybe some of you. For a lot of you, it might be closer to two to three hours a day. So imagine you can have that income you want, let's say it's, for argument's sake, let's say it's 6,000 pounds a month personal income. After all, business costs and tax have been paid. You have 6K clean in the bank for you to spend on whatever you want every month and you have no more than average of two to three hours a day 
working either in or on the business. That, for many fit pros I've spoken to, is a really nice scenario. Not for everyone, but for most. So that's so you can do that test on yourself and see what number of hours feels good to you. Ultimately, not right now, not tomorrow, but ultimately we'll get there. Next then, the next component of your vision is gonna be you've got personal income, you've got free time amount or, or work time. The next one is gonna be your level of location mobility or location independence which means, you know, do you have a lifestyle goal where you want to back, backpack around Asia for six months of the year? If so, then you know when it comes to your strategy that you'll need a strategy in place that empowers other people to operate the business for you. Or you need a strategy that you have to create an online business that you can use, you can uh, work on from anywhere. Right, so it has to fit into what level of personal uh, location mobility do you want? Are you happy living in your town? Maybe you are if you've got a family, you've got kids. Maybe you're happy where you are uh, and you're happy going into the gym three, four times a week. Some of you, if you're a bit younger or you have less family responsibilities, you might want to travel around the world and be more independent, uh, independently based. And so you want to think about that goal first because, again, the last thing you want is to come up with a strategy that makes loads of money, gives you loads of free time, but requires you to be at the gym four hours a day, five times a week. Because if that's the case, you're not gonna get the real outcome you actually want, which might be a level of in, uh, location independence. And then the fourth thing I would factor is your level of contribution. So what kind of contribution or impact would you like to be making in, in life? in terms of charity, um, causes you wanna help, people you wanna help or mentor. It hasn't gotta be charity, you can contribute through business. Even if you're paid money for it, it's still contribution. So think about that what will fulfill you ultimately in all of this as well because even if you build a business strategy that gives you the free time, gives you all the money you want, gives you all the location dependence you want, but you're not fulfilled, don't feel you're contributing or giving back doing it, you're not gonna have the passion to stick with the plan. And therefore the plan and the tactics are all useless. So that's the four areas I would think of when it, to create your vision. Your personal income amount, your um, level of free time you want or, or time spent in the business, your location, mobility, and what, con what your level of contribution or fulfillment is. And by the way, most of your fulfillment in life after a certain point will come not from what you get, but only from what you give. Trust me on that one. And so that's your vision. Now you have a clear idea of where you wanna go. Now you see your business and the way you structure it is actually now the vehicle or the strategy to get to that point. The business uh, being completed is not the goal in of itself. The business is just the strategy. So now we can start looking at your overall strategy because now you know you have parameters of what needs to happen to ultimately get you where you want to be. You know, if you want to backpack around Thailand and earn 3,000 pounds a month, then you're going to now have a different approach and different intentions every day while building your business as would someone else who wants to make 10 grand a month 
and is happy to work three hours a day in the gym. You're gonna have totally different strategy. Same way if somebody wants to lose body fat and another client wants to gain 20 pounds and, and be a powerlifter, you're gonna create different strategies for them and those strategies will then, by necessity, create different tactics for them. So, you know your vision, you know your outcome, your goal. Now your business strategy is gonna wrap around that. So, this is where now you start creating an organizational chart. And in our Fitness Business Blueprint Mentorship, uh, we guide fit pros through every single step of this process. So they create their ideal dream lifestyle uh, business. So the org chart you would create then is what does that, so what does the company have to look like in order to produce those outcomes for you uh, and do everything else? So the next thing you're probably gonna need to figure out is okay, for you to get that much income out of the business and for it to operate with or without you to, to the capacity that you wanna be there or not, your location dependence and free time, how much money would the company have to generate? Bearing in mind that the less you are gonna be present, it basically the more location freedom or time freedom you want, the higher your business operating costs are going to be. Because freedom isn't free. Your freedom is gonna cost you money elsewhere. You have to pay for people or more systems to run so that you can have more time away. Whereas if you work more in the business, you'd probably um, have lower costs overall because you hire less people, but you end up taking a, a higher personal salary. So there's the pros and cons, right? So it really depends what, none of those things are bad, it just depends what you want. So your organizational chart will start with what does the business have to look like? And you have to do some estimations here. So. I would be looking at basically if whatever your personal income is, the business will have to earn at least three to five times that amount. And I say three to five because if you plan to work in the business quite a bit, if you have no intention of traveling the world or being living on a, on a desert island, then the, the business can you can probably get there by having the business generate three to four times that amount. So if you wanna make 5,000 a month personal income, the business probably needs to make between 15 to 20,000 total revenue a month. And that's enough money to cover all your costs, uh, put a little bit of money aside for tax allocation, for a bit of profit, and to cover your overheads. On the other hand, if you wanna spend more time away, then you're gonna spend more money on employees or freelancers to cover the, the work for you. You have to pay a manager, right? Maybe you'll have, to, you'll have to pay for more paid advertising because you'll do less organic advertising. In that case, if you're planning on taking more time away, then your business probably needs to generate four to five times the amount of your, pay, of your personal income. So if you wanna make five grand a month, you, the business probably needs to make fa uh, twenty to twenty-five thousand a month in total revenue for you to take more free time away. Now, again, this is totally variable; depends on a load of different factors. So these numbers might not be exactly right. There's always caveats, but this is a general, general guideline. Another thing I've realized, though, is when you generally want that, those of you who want more location freedom you want to travel the world and go to places like Asia and Thailand or things like that, 
what we find is that oftentimes those of you who want more location freedom you actually need less personal income because you tend to be going to kind of vagabond places I'm not sure if that's the right word but I think it is uh, or wanderlust places you know you go to Thailand you go to these places um, where you have really nice um, life experiences but you don't need much money because they're super cheap to live and generally, if you're doing that, if you're going to go backpacking for 90 days, then you're probably single or you don't have kids or you don't have any real dependence on you. So you can actually get away with a much lower salary. And if that's the case, you might only need 2000 a month, not 5000 in this example, which means that when I say the company needs to make three to four times more or four to five times more, you might only need 2000 a month, which means the business could make eight to 10000 a month and still give you everything you want. I hope that makes sense. On the other hand of the spectrum, those of you who don't plan on having loads of location freedom, those who are very content to go into the gym a couple of times a week and lead a team, if you tend to be more based or grounded in one area, it's probably because you have more dependence, you're probably in your later 30s, um, and you probably maybe have a kid or children or you're married or you have a lot of family around you or you're already very well established in the area or you just don't really don't you just don't care about traveling and doing that stuff you've done it you've got it out of your system earlier in life um and in that case you're probably happy staying put and not having so much freedom and you're happier to you're happy to show up at the business every day you're happy to lead the team you're happy to do the marketing you're happy to take some sessions if need be and so you'll have um, less location freedom, but you probably need a higher personal income because, well, you have dependents, you have a family, you have kids, and kids cost a bit of money, right? <laughs> Trust me on that one too. So that's kind of a trend we see. Again, if you're more someone who is likely to go traveling and want more location freedom, you don't need as much of a personal salary. If you're someone who doesn't who values a personal income more than location freedom, then you're probably doing that right. So um, that's just some things some things to consider. What I'm saying is, like, if you plan on going traveling, then you don't need to allocate for you don't need to plan based on a five thousand pound salary for yourself. Like, if you lived in Thailand or any European country and you, you spend in euro or dollars or or um, Thai baht, you don't need five grand a month. Like you could live like a freaking emperor over there for that, right? So bear that in mind. Don't put undue financial stress on yourself for the business to earn so much money if you don't need that personal income. You can, you can have an extremely good lifestyle with a business that generates 9,000 pounds a month. If you go traveling, if you live in Thailand, if your business is online or based in the UK and you have a couple of team members running it for you, and I know this because I have businesses in the UK and I live in Cyprus where it's much more, um, it's much more financially beneficial for me because uh, I earn in pounds and I spend in euros. So, you know, your revenue targets haven't got to be as high as you think. You probably don't need a seven-figure business for that. It's got to be about your lifestyle. Don't chase financial goals, seven-figure this or high six-figure that, just because you see some guru on Facebook talking about it. 
because that puts you into ego mode and you're chasing goals that aren't your own and you're not going to find real fulfillment in that. So have a think about what you really want for the business, right? And this determines your strategy then. Now you know, okay, that's the org chart. We're going to need to make this much money. From there, now I know how much money we need to make as a benchmark based on my personal salary. Now think about what costs are going to be involved. So starting with like your, your um, well, first of all, actually you look at the number of um, revenue you need and then we'll figure out how many average clients might you need to fulfill that. So if you need £10,000 a month revenue total and you're, you know, figure out what service you'd create. If it's a local business, then you kind of have a, a range to work within. You're probably going to charge, you know, between 80 to 150 a month for a boot camp. Uh, if you work more online, then of course you might have a different range of pricing there. And so figure out roughly how many clients you're going to need on recurring revenue to fulfill that, that total revenue amount each month. Once you know how, many, what, how much revenue you need, and then you work out how many average clients you might need to fulfill that revenue based on average revenue amounts, then you can work out, okay, what are my expenses going to be to serve, to, to attract and serve those clients? So if we need 50 clients, for example, then you can start figuring out, first of all, payroll. Okay, so um, who is, gonna, who is gonna actually gonna coach these clients? Am I gonna do some coaching on the ground? Am I gonna do some coaching as I travel? Am I gonna have a team of coaches do it all for me because I don't wanna work in the business? What is it you want, right? And who is gonna serve those people? And then figure out what you're probably gonna pay those people. Bearing in mind that if, uh, again, if you're gonna take a salary and work more in the business, then you would be paying yourself quite an amount as well and you wouldn't need as many other people so you start looking at how much it's going to cost you and then your, organi your organizational chart you start writing down these roles what is the business going to look like when it's finished or at this amount so I'm going to have a head coach I'm going to have an assistant coach there's going to be me coaching maybe make a box for every person then maybe you need a, maybe you'll have a Facebook ads manager so you put that in there and start figuring out, okay, if all the pieces of the puzzle were in place to churn out this X amount per month revenue business, then you know what would I probably realistically need to pay for each of these roles to be fulfilled? And then what would my operating costs be? How much ad spend would I have? How much would I pay in subscriptions and leases? How much does it cost to serve a customer? What would my tax be? Things like that. And then you can start looking at what your costs are going to be. And then you need to make sure that you, with the revenue you're making, you can that revenue is enough money to cover the operating costs, the payroll, your own payroll, um, an allocation of about 15% towards tax, uh, and also putting at least a 5 to 10% profit margin aside as well after all said and done. So, so the business retains some money at the end just for a rainy day. And that's how you start coming up with a strategy. And then your strategy becomes clear. Now you know, okay, we need this many clients. I need this, I need these people on my team. And it could be, maybe you need to build a team of two people after you've done this exercise. Or maybe you need a team of 20 people, right? That'd be unlikely, but it's probably gonna be two to six people for most of you will be sufficient to run the company size you want. Two to six people um, underneath the um, million pounds revenue a year mark. So 
I mean, if you can't make a million pounds a year in a fitness business with with more than with with six staff or less, like I mean, subcontractors as well, then I'd argue like you're probably not being efficient enough. You're not charging enough money to clients, or you're paying your guys just way too much. So you should be able to make a clear a million pounds or thereabouts with no more than six um, key team members, and that's the kind of guideline. So that's kind of how it is there. And then you know, then you know how many clients you need. You can set then a deadline. So you can say, right, we're going to need 50 clients to make this happen. When's our target for that to happen by? It's not going to happen overnight. So maybe you say, right, that's the nine month target or the six month target. And what you do then is you take the number of clients you need. You will then divide that number by the number of months you realistically want to take to get there. Uh, bearing in mind the time needed to attract team members, to train them, uh, and to transition yourself out of those roles slowly over time. It's probably going to be a 9 to 12 month plan for most of you. There's no 90 day sprints. Don't believe that bullshit. It's going to be a 9 to 12 month game plan for you to get to a high 6 to low 7 figure business if that's what your aim is. Um, soon, if you have a smaller revenue amount than that, you can do it quicker. Probably, probably like 6 months. So... That's what you start looking at. Then you have a bit of a strategy in place. You know, right, if we need 50 clients in the next 10 months, then if we divide that down, we actually need an average of five new clients every month. And maybe you maybe you put six clients to account for the fact that some clients will, will, um, will drop off, you know, so you won't retain all the clients. So to keep an average of 50 clients monthly on the books, Maybe you actually aim for 60 clients, right, to account for a, a 10% um, drop-off rate. So you aim for six clients a month. And if you, and then simply that's your strategy. We need to close six clients a month. So then you look at how do you close? What's our closing mechanism? Let's say you mostly close via a phone call or a, or a one-to-one appointment or a free trial or whatever it might be. Then you need to, to either look back at your past results or estimate all you can do is estimate sometimes and just see how it pans out and adjust on the fly. If you if you need um, six clients a month, how many closing appointments do you need each month? So if you, if you know that you'll close 50% of all the people you have a consultation with and you want six clients this every month on average, you need 12 appointments on average booked in. If you do, say, a one-week free trial is your is your closing mechanism and you know that 25% of people that do a free trial will become a client on average, then for six clients, you're going to need 20 to 24 people doing a free trial every month and you'll end up with six sales, okay? So if you now know that's how many appointments we need, that's how many free trials we need, whatever your conversion mechanism is, if you do seminars, it's how many people do we need to turn up at a seminar in order to make X number of sales. Then you can then you know how many leads you need, right? So how many leads do we need? And you know, so let's say right. So we need maybe um, twenty people to opt in to to apply for a one on one call. Because if twenty people apply for the call, then maybe you know twelve will show up to the call, and then out of those twelve, six will become buyers. Right, you have to know your numbers, or you have to estimate them, and this just lays out your plan. And you have ultimate focus now. We started back from your own personal goals, 
And now we've worked, we haven't talked about tactics yet. We've just talked about what is the actual vision and the game plan. What numbers have to be hit? And this is what all the successful businesses know. They have this simple, ultra-focused um, vision on what has to happen each month. What are the KPIs, the key performance indicators? And so they know, right, our only focus, no matter what, we need, we need 12 appointments this month. We need three appointments a week. That is all that has to happen for us to grow. And so when you know that, when you know that's your business strategy, then you're now much more able to make those tactical decisions because now you have a filter in which to make decisions. You have boundaries. It's like, you know when you drive at night sometimes and sometimes you kind of drift off to the side of the road and then you start hitting the road bumps and it goes... And it shakes you into going back into the middle of the road. That's what the strategy does for you. The strategy contains your tactics. So now you have a guiding post, right? It's very simple to figure out now what needs to happen. Because if you need to book X number of phone calls and then an opportunity or a shiny object comes your way and somebody says, hey, do you want to learn how to do a podcast? You're like, no, probably not. I need to book phone calls. Or someone says, hey, do you want to learn how to get more Instagram DMs? It's like, no, I need to book my phone calls. So you know if you if you do follow strategies or you want to learn things or you want to take advantage of opportunities, then you know they, they're going to be relevant. I need to learn, I need to invest in things that show me how to close over the phone or how to train a sales team or how to book more appointments or how to get more show up show ups or or whatever it might be. You now know specifically this is what I need. These are the tactics I need to learn. Right? Whereas if you do, if you close via um, webinars, then like you don't need to learn programs about closing one-on-one sales. So, and you don't, you probably don't need to have a podcast or you don't need to be on LinkedIn. You know, all these tactics just have no relevance unless they're going somewhere. They're pointing to the right place. So this strategy is really going to help you stay focused. And then, like I said earlier, you'll be able to make better tactical decisions through process of elimination. And one more thing is that you're also going to be able to make decisions now based on knowing your operating costs. So I already told you, you need to look at you know what your operating costs are going to be to run the business. And ideally, your operating costs and your payroll together should not come to more than 60% of the total revenue. So if, you're, if your goal is to make uh, 10,000 pounds a month total revenue then your the total payroll that goes out including yours and all your operating costs your marketing costs subscriptions things like that those two things combined shouldn't come to more than 6,000 a month so if you make 10 grand you shouldn't pay more than 6,000 at maximum in costs and payroll because that means there's not enough money left to cover profit and, and, and tax contributions and things like that. So this gives you a guideline. So you now know, right, uh, we need to make 10 grand a month, but with all my other costs, I can only actually budget a thousand pounds a month for advertising. So now you can now go to a, fa- and if you're now thinking, do I use Facebook ads or Google ads? 
you can now go, you can now consult with a Facebook ads expert and say, hey, here's my strategy. I need 12 appointments or 12 phone calls booked a month because I need to make six sales. And I also have a £1,000 advertising budget. Do you now think Facebook is going to be the best strategy for me to get there? Can we do that with Facebook ads, Mr. Facebook ads expert? Right. And then that Facebook ads guy is going to tell you then yay or nay. Similarly, you might then also consult with a Google ads expert and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Google ads person, here's my strategy. I need 12 appointments, uh, you know, 20 applications, 12 appointments, six sales. I've got a thousand pounds a month. Do you think Google is going to be the right thing for me to get there? And now you have specific testing parameters. So if you end up um, paying one of these people to do it for you, you can now actually judge if they're working out for you or not. Because you need to tell them, this is my, this is what I need to happen. I need X number of leads at X price. Can you or can't you do it? Right? Uh, and so you, you'll, you'll make decisions more like a leader. You'll be more decisive. You're in control of the business now and no one can pull the wool over your eyes. Because you know you know exactly what needs to happen by when. And then you can hire tacticians or you can deploy tactics, but you'll immediately be able to see are they effective or not because you have measurable, specific KPIs. And if those KPIs are met, the business strategy is succeeding and you're getting on pace to your ultimate goal, which is going to give you the ultimate lifestyle of personal income, lifestyle freedom, free time and contribution and fulfillment you want because you smartly engineered it that way right from the start. So that's a big value drop there. Hope you use it. Uh, if you if this has given value to you, which I know it has, please share this on to any other fitness professional that might want to hear this and give this a review on Google or iTunes podcasts. That would be awesome. And as always, uh, if you're in the UK and you want to come and see us live, I would love to talk more with you about this stuff. We have a three-hour business marketing and management event for FitPros uh, most months in the UK. So go to justindevonshire.com forward slash free tour and find out more about that there. Okay, guys, I'm going to hit hit it for this time. That's it. It's been a wrap. Glad to have you. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you again on the next fitness business blueprint podcast now you know how to set your vision how to set the business strategy and how to have immediate clarity and conviction in all your tactical decisions see you soon